This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, electrical contractors, I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb slash contractor better. Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching the Red Report. I am Chris Ridyard. I'm back on my side, on my team, by my side, my captain, Carl van der Watering. I've never been on any other team, mate. <laughs> yes. Are You're my there? impact right. sub. Yeah, yeah, not you, too bad. Well, you well. The team's going to get bigger today, Carl. It's a very special end of season edition. Yeah. With fans of Barnsley FC and fans of the Reds Report. Are you excited about that? I like this. Slightly nervous, but let's see what let's see how it goes. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce a guest. They're going to come on. We're going to talk about something that they're going to talk about. Me and you are going to get our opinion on it. They're going to go ta-ta, and then we're going to bring somebody else, and we'll do it all again. How's that do we, sound? Do we get a golden buzzer? If we like it, they can stay and they go straight like through it. to the next season show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Spot on. Shall we, uh, shall we begin? Yeah. You have yeah, to big like, these guests up. You have to introduce them, big them to, up. To, and... to big them up. Yeah, no problem. Well, so first and foremost, Carl, we'll start with, with, with Carl Melville. So... We'll introduce Carl Melville. He wants to talk about uh, Never Say Die, really. Uh, Carl. Sounds about right, that. Oh. He's just connecting to audio. It looks like we've got Toby tight, but no Carl. It's a good start, isn't it? It'll come. Hold on. I can see Shadow. Ah, he's here, look. Hey, Carl. How are you, sir? You well? I think think you're muted. We, We did test it earlier, I promise. Yep, no, there we go. Ah, there, ah, we go. there he is. Uh, first and foremost, Carl, I'd like, uh, like to thank you for watching Red's Report and supporting us. We appreciate it, don't we, Carl? Yeah, it's always good, always good. That one fan, and now we've seen him. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Carl, as far as I'm aware, you want to talk about, you know, never say die attitude. Um, you come a long way to watch Barnsley, don't you? Yeah, it's a 240-mile round trip for me and my son uh, for home games. Um, my family wow. does live in Barnsley, so it kind of... It, 
it works on two levels. We get to see the games and get to see family, so it's good in that respect. I've stood behind Carlo a few times in the uh, the beer wagon in the oh, yeah. fun, <laughs> fun zone. <laughs> yeah, and I've always wanted to say hello, but it always feels a bit weird when you know someone but they don't necessarily know you. Oh no, come and say hello. The more oh, friends I've got, no, the better. Well, well gives me a break from him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice just to be back there, to be honest. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, I miss yeah. it. No, um, yeah, come and chat to us. He, he really loves coming to watch Barnsley, which is difficult for him being, looks at all of his friends, they all support big football teams, Liverpool's my news, you know, that kind of thing. He sticks with us and he's usually the one who tells me to be more positive about us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he's the game, so, yeah. Of course. Did he, did he believe we'd stay up all the way through then and did you kind of give up on us? I kind I, I did around the um, the week where we played Wigan, Stoke and Luton and you know when they got two points out of it but you look back now they were two big points really but I kind of said something on this show about you know they sort of failed it from start to finish now you look back on it and you think well actually no you didn't I mean yes I know a little bit of that is influenced by Wigan and their results and what's happened there but yeah he never he never did he still kind of went in believing that we'd do it I did myself, you know, going to the 90th minute. Um, yeah. The Brentford game that League One was beckoning. Um, but yeah, the boys kind of pulled it out again as they have a few times in injury time. What, yeah. what, do, you, what do you put that down? Sorry, sorry, Kat. What do you put that down to? Is it the Struber effect? Is it the fact that we've had that bit of a break? Do you think actually the players, um, you know, maybe underperformed at the beginning of the season? What, what do we put this shift in form down to in this survival? I mean... The start of the season, if we continued to play the way we did under Daniel Stendhal, we probably would have been relegated with a minus 100 goal difference because yeah. he just wasn't willing to change his style of play, which was admirable. But, yeah. you know, when you're getting massively, you know, done by Preston away and, you you know, you don't even look competitive, you know, it's kind of the writing was on the wall at that sort yeah. of point. Really, as sad as it was, I love Daniel Stendhal. You know, it was a breath of fresh air, exactly what Barnsley needed. I mean, Struber has been very clever, I think, in that style of play's not changed massively. Defensively, we've tightened up, which is crazy, really, when you think when Solbauer came in. I remember the first game against Charlton, he looked massively out of his depth. He did, yeah, he did. Um, how he stayed on the pitch that game, I'll never know. But thankfully, he did and then came into the next game and he's just kind of grown from there. And I think that's probably give the team a lot of confidence that... Before we'd go behind and probably, you know, we wouldn't come back. Whereas, yeah, I think if yeah. you look back to maybe Bristol City at home, 2 0 down, I did actually say, and this is probably the only time I've been positive about us, but 2 0 down, I'd had car problems. Um, I'd driven my car there, but the battery was having issues in the car park, and right. I had to RAC to turn up about 15 minutes before the game. Um, and they were saying, oh, you sort of should be all right to get home, but you need to get it sorted. So, <laughs> 2-0 down, I said to my son, do you think we probably should make a move? And he, he sort of looked at me and he was like, no, we'll, we'll hold on. And oh, okay, sort of thing. And obviously come full time, you know, we were both probably, my son was crying out of happiness because yeah. obviously we came back, pulled back to 2-2 again late in the game, you know, and we've of done course. that times, not necessarily winners, but just, you know, important points that if you think you lose those games, then... How do you go to the next one and think maybe things can go right? So I think a lot has been said, hasn't it, about the intensity that we play, the formation, but actually mentally we're a lot stronger because we've seen that we can actually go behind 
and can come back for it. And if we go in front, we can actually, you know, the Barnsley a couple of years ago, we'd go one nil up and it's almost like defending and panic because yeah. we weren't used to it. And it, it, it feels we can see a game out almost, but we'll also play to the final whistle if we need to grind a result out, which against us, yeah. Nottingham and Brentford doesn't, you know. I think yeah. the other big thing is if you go back maybe to the Leeds game, you know, yes, we lost. Yeah. But look at the reaction of most Leeds fans. I mean, my boss that I work with is a Leeds fan. So as much as it was horrible to win that game, the minute the game finished, he sent me a message saying that was the most horrible 90 minutes we've had. Because, um, you know, we, we looked all over them. We made them look like the roles had been reversed. Yep. Just yep. a bit of the other story of our season, finishing yep. at yep. times. Yeah, uh, yeah, we just couldn't seem to get that. But I think, again, that just showed the style of play that we got. Because I had a chat with um, my boss before the game, and he was sort of saying, "Oh, I hope you don't just come in and dig in and try and do that." I was like, "No, we don't play that way at all." No, 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 and I, I don't no. think he quite believed me. But after the game, he definitely did. So. <laughs> Carl, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You can go home, mate. You're going to be home in in seconds. You're going to be home. <laughs> All right. Uh, and next please time, come and see in us the fan zone. zone. In the yeah. fan zone. Come and, well, now we know your come face. Come and be we'll with us. Definitely. See you later, yeah. Carl. Thank you very much. And see you later, Paul. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. Ta-ra, mate. Bye-bye. See you, mate. A familiar face next, Carlo, for yourself. Oh. Uh, quite a familiar face. He's got a wonderful haircut. He's got, he's oh. got a skin-coloured shower cap. It's our friend, <laughs> Tony Broders. <laughs> All right, Tony. Afternoon, guys. How are we doing? All right, right, buddy. Yeah, we're good. We're good, yeah. Um, you've come on to, to talk about making a believer out of yourself. And we're not oh, talking yeah. about religion, are we, Tony? Oh, definitely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Coming back into it, seven points adrift. Not in a million years. Come on. We've been going... We've been to most games this season and you couldn't see that side gain out of that. No. And... It's all down to manager for me. Great, yeah. he's instilled something into him of a um, of a break, and brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I have to say, I sort of obviously I, I agree with Tony. You know, when people say we need players with experience, we need players with experience. Not many of these had experience in this division. We've played no. some of the best teams post and you know before COVID and afterwards. I mean. West Brom took a point, two points on us. Importantly, we've played without fear, haven't we? Yeah. That, that comes hand in hand with, with a lack of experience to a, to a certain yeah. degree. Would yeah. you argue, yeah. Tony? Would, would you say that's yeah. about right? Yeah, it's about right. That. Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, every day of the week. Anyway, Tony, we miss you, fan zone, buddy. We do oh. miss you. <laughs> uh, we miss you buying beers because I know Carlo won't go bar, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get you caught. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch, Tony will be catching up before the fans holds back because it looks like it might be October, November time. Uh, but yes. I'm pretty sure we'll uh, we'll grab a beer sometime. We'll go for, we'll go for a beer in, uh, in in the tap, the Arcade Ale House. That'll be good. Oh, oh, yeah. It's back open again, isn't it? He just invited us, send, didn't he? You know what I mean? This is what I put up. <laughs> oh, have a nice time then, gents. <laughs> See you later, Tony. Oh, yeah. Cheers, See you later. All the best to the family, pal. See you later. Hang up for us, Tony. We'll get next one on you, a star. See you later, bud. See you later. See you later, Next guest, Carlo. We're flying through him. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got Dave Swallow coming on to join us. He's going to talk about finances and competing. Competing. Like competing. Competing. Finances and competing. Dave Swallow. Nice to, nice to join us. You all right? No problem. Yeah, fine. Are you well? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah. 
we're always good in, if we live in beautiful Barnsley. Well, I don't, you see, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming on to talk about finance and how I'm going to compete. Now, I'm under, I'm under the understanding you've got a bit of background knowledge in terms of, uh, not championship level, but a bit lower down in the leagues. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, semi-pro, semi-pro level. I was a director and general manager and secretary of a, a semi-pro club. Uh, got to Conference South level at one point, FA oh, Cup yeah. first round. Um, and I dealt with multiple tasks, yeah. uh, football yeah. admin, signing players, ground maintenance, pitch maintenance, accounts, hospitality, wow. Wow. program <laughs> editor. <laughs> you know? So I got a real good, broad knowledge of running a football club. Exactly, exactly. So, so you, you've come on here to, to talk about finances and, and where we can compete. Before we get our opinion, do you think we can compete? I think it's becoming increasingly difficult. Um, I think going back to 80, 81, when we first got to this level, uh, there were no things like parachute payments. There weren't the kind of money that were thrown in that clubs couldn't afford. Uh, There weren't the kind of investment. So the differential between Barnsley and, say, I don't know, West Bromwell were in there or whatever, wasn't as great. You know, so... We could be competitive at that level. What's becoming increasingly obvious over time and in this modern day is parachute payments are obviously distorting everything in football. You know, um, you know, you get three clubs come down from the Premiership into the Championship. They give them, I think, what is it, forty-five million? That goes down over the years. But in three seasons, if these teams don't go back up, you've got nine clubs with a massive advantage straight away. Yeah, at, at that level, you know, and uh, and the bigger clubs have obviously got bigger gates than Barnsley, and uh, bigger gate receipts, uh, yeah. match day hospitality is bigger, commercial revenue is bigger, um, and then on top of that, obviously, we've got this problem with um, clubs massively overspending. Of course, you know? of course, of course. So yeah. that's that's the issue we're up against. Uh, we're trying to live within our own means which I think is the right way to do. Trying to get all the other clubs to do that yeah. is the problem. Yes. Yeah, Carlo, we can compete, can't we? We can, we can only look after ourselves, can't we, at the minute? I think it's a problem, isn't it? Because you still see lots. I mean, the the, the, the club, Dane Murphy, the CEO, put a, a statement out on video, which is free to watch. Um, and they said, you know, we're going to spend within our means, blah, blah, blah. There is a plan. And people say, oh, you know, we've got super rich owners. They ought to put millions in and everything else. Yeah. I know there is a certain amount they can put in. It, it, they never bought Barnsley to be some sort of project where see if we can buy success or whatever. Yeah. I mean, when COVID first started, we were the, uh, I think, the top club in the championship that on their own money would last the longest amount of time. I think West Brom, without any money coming in on a match day, would only have sort of like a week's worth of money. I think we had 43 days or something like that. Yeah. You know, all our professional players and, and staff have been paid. So I think... If we might not be able to compete for you know playoff places, I firmly believe with the group of players we've got now, if you keep old of Struber and you make some wise investments with a bit of experience sprinkled around the pitch, I think next season we should be able to compete rather than play to survive. And that yeah. that to me is the next step for Barnsley FC, isn't it? We've always yeah. been. We celebrate promotion, we're set for relegation, and we go up again. It'd be great to have a couple of seasons where we can just compete. There's, for us, there is nothing negative about finishing mid-table, course, is there, really? Of course. Dave, I, Dave, I think my opinion, 
of it is, and you probably might agree, but this is the reason why we support Barnsley. We're punching way above his weight. You mentioned gate receipts and catchment area. We're punching above his weight, but we're, we're, we're thinking outside the box, aren't we? We're doing something a little bit different. And I really, and I'm sure Carl agrees, I'm sure you do, enjoy watching players grow in front of his very eyes in, in, into men and then into, into players that can play at an higher level, be it at, with Barnsley or, or, or somewhere else. You know, I'm not, I'm not up for paying £35, £40 a ticket to watch Danny Graham, uh, an absolute clogger. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if you, if you agree on that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think obviously a lot of fans want us to be able to go and, uh, I don't know, get experienced championship players, you know, that have done it, seen it, worn the T-shirt. We can't afford it. We just can't afford it. Whether fans agree with it or not, we have to think outside the box. Yeah. And I think the plan that they come up with is is bringing in young players and from abroad, which are obviously a little bit cheaper, mm. um, is the way to go. It's not always it's not always easy to watch. No, no. Uh, no. but it's the only way. We've got to think of different ways that we can become competitive. Competitive. And I think as now well, we've, sorry, now go we've on, sorry, go on. now we've hopefully survived, pending the appeal. Yeah. Uh, I think that helps us immensely because. You know, if we do sell, and we, we have to sell, we have to sell. Uh, if we do sell, uh, we have players now who have spent a season and proved themselves in the championship. Therefore, the figures that we can receive are higher. It brings more money into the club. We can invest that little bit more. It would have been disastrous to drop down another league and, yeah. and start again. You're back to the square one, and, aren't you? Dave, thank you very much for joining just us. Really quickly, and don't forget, we did an interview for BBC Radio Sheffield on Saturday. It was half an hour off Sheffield Wednesday before us. All the fans, the fan groups, were saying there is no plan at Sheffield United. We're by these sluggers. It is not a team. Monk's doing the best with what he's got. And maybe we should be grateful that we've got that plan. We're sticking to it. And at least I think, you know, we can credit the board with that. Dave, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Thank you very much for watching the the show and supporting us uh, all season round. We appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. Love your show. It's great for people who are a distance and feel part, feel part of the club and that so it's fantastic thanks Dave come back on another time and speak to well, us good. please do alright but if you want up for us we'll get next guest on thank you very much cheers Dave. mate cheers thanks we'll later, pal. Ta-ra, Ta-ra, mate. all the best cheers another guest for you Carl we're, we're, we're flying through him uh, this one he's, he's only for Baldy he's a really nice uh, gent actually works in education like myself oh he's here, we go. About, here we go Violet. he's going to talk about the emergence of youth so Oliver Baldy, audio connected. Are you ready? I'm indeed. Just uh, finished watching that Odor goal with Titanic theme behind it. <laughs> <laughs> the dance floor's all yours, Oliver. Um, or Ollie. Um, talk about the emergence of youth this season. So looking at them uh, last eight games with uh, Walton, Simoes, Styles, Odor coming in, Schmidt. Stuber's got some big cones, hasn't he, to stick them in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's paid. It's paid dividends. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, just, I've literally been trying to find average age at team over the past eight games. I think, I think Sky had quoted it, I think, after Brentford game, it was an average age of 24, 25. <sighs> it's just that full one, isn't it? He spoils it to a 30 year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? How dare he come to our club and spoil our average age, the bugger? What a, what a revelation he's been, though. My yeah. word. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you talk about the talent, though, you, you, you mentioned some there. 
Um, let's look at these last sort of nine games after the the COVID, the enforced break. Who's impressed you the most? Because I think a lot of people are talking about styles, but then I suppose you've got a lad in Nets that's been waiting his turn that saved us on numerous occasions in these last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about styles. I think he's he's next one off their uh, conveyor belt, isn't he? Um, mm-hmm. Walton, in terms of clean sheets, I think he's, I'm looking early, I think he's five clean sheets out of eight. Yeah. Um, over the course of a season, I think he's uh, he's the man for uh, for next season. Don't get me wrong. Um, Styles, though, I mean, my word, such. I mean, I, I was saying to Chris earlier, like, the pressure environment in them last three or four games to take the ball on, to to make things happen. It, it, it looks decent next next side of Mauer. I think he's. I, I think I genuinely think he's real deal. I, and we, yeah. spoke, we spoke about Oran when he were uh, he were a rough diamond. This lad. He's going to be exactly the same as Oran. Hundred percent. I, I, I say it's like a mini Mowat already. I mean, yeah. look at him from Bury. We interviewed him, Chris, didn't we, early in the season when he yeah, was on yeah. the bench? It's weird because when we spoke to him in the season, he he was such a shy boy. You know, he, oh. he had such a shy personality, and he he feels so diminutive. You know, even I felt big at side of him. But, yeah. You know, you look <laughs> at that Leeds, two. <laughs> you look at that Leeds game. You look at that Leeds game. There's there's nothing shy about him. He, he, he took the game by scruff at neck, effectively. And he looks mad. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers. And make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Find beatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 